shouldn't edit it oh, out okay. because sounding dumb is what we do best. That's right. We are. That's a, I can't even pronounce Carrie Yuba rules. Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s from a couple of idiots. Welcome to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. I'm one of those idiots. My name is Will, and joining me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Ray. Hey, how you doing, Ray? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from proving. I mean, do we really need to prove it? Yeah, we're not going to prove anything on this episode. I mean, we will continue to pr- prove our personal awesomeness, but um, we're going to take a break from our usual thesis of pr- proving objectively that the 1980s pop culture was better than your pop culture, unless you also like the 1980s pop culture, then it's exactly that. Yes, people should get on board. <laughs> get on board or get out of the way. <laughs> that, that's how life works, man. You get on board, you get out of the way. <laughs> the 80s DeLorean is rolling through. So yeah, I think this uh, this podcast right here is going to go like uh, Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Wait a second. Now I'm thinking... Is it, okay, so at the end though, the the I mean the top floor is just blown out. Yeah, right? I think we're the terrorists though. Okay, and I think this is going to go. John McClane is going to come in and just ruin our day. I see because we really have no plan for this one. We're just kind of throwing it out there because we got the Fourth of July coming up, and you know, guess you know they're busy this week. They got fireworks to do. Yes, and who doesn't love fireworks? And the odds are they're not listening to this. Eh, they might be. Yeah, hey. How's and if they are if they are listening, hit the like button. Yes. And subscribe. And then flip that burger over. Because yes, because we have so much fun doing the podcast that we always forget to remind people that they can like and subscribe. That's true. We we stink at reminding people that. Yes. And if you're listening and don't like us, that's weird. But you should still click like anyway. Or at least just keep listening. And subscribe. Do we have a dislike button that they can hit? No. No? Uh, well, on YouTube, yes, oh, you can give it a- So just keep listening so we get the listens, but you can hit the dislike button. Yeah. It just I means think. you're wrong, but... Hmm. And now you have me oh, wondering about YouTube's algorithm, if they dislike it. You know what? Don't listen to Ray in that regard. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with him on this one point. If you don't like it, hit the like button anyway. It'll be your little secret. Isn't it fun to have a secret? <laughs> right? Ooh, yeah, everybody likes a secret. It's so mysterious. Mischievous. 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 So, do we have any 80s news we could talk about today? Oh, yeah, we got 80s news. All right, then here's 80s news. So, uh, 2024 Olympics. Have you seen this? I have not seen the 2024 Olympics because I don't own a time machine. Break dancing and skateboarding are now going to be Olympic it, events. Is that, a, is that real? Is that, that, true? that is real. Is this part of an effort to uh, gin up viewership? I think some 90-year-old guy thought breakdancing is what the kids are still doing. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know where he gets this from, but I think he thinks kids are just out in front of his mansion with cardboard, spinning around. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I don't know where this stuff comes from, but... You're right, because it's popular, certainly. I mean, they they still have um, international competitions. A Red Bull sponsor is a big one. I wouldn't have imagined it'd be big enough to make Olympics big. Yeah, I haven't walked down the street lately and seen people just spinning on their heads, so... 
I'm not really sure why the timing of it is now, but it isn't what I would call an 80s sport. So put it in the Olympics. Yes. Same with skateboarding. Why did this take so long? True. It started in the late 70s, but came to popularity definitely in the 80s. What, what's that movie? You got Beach Street. No, no, no. You got the, the, Breaking. Breaking 2. Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. That's the one. That's what got it into the Olympics right I'm going to disagree again. This is the second time I've disagreed with you ever in my <laughs> life. And here it's two in one show. But yes, Beach Street is better, I think, and more representative of the actual B-boy culture. But the name's not as cool. True. You know, I don't usually watch... Do you watch the Olympics anymore? I don't usually watch it. Um, on occasion, I'll pop in just to see that it's just as boring as I remember. <laughs> and then you switch. <laughs> and then I go back to whatever I was watching. What did you like more, the summer or the winter Olympics? Oh, definitely winter. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's, it's funny because it's less likely that I could do a winter sport. You know, I mean... I, I think it has more to do with the tragedy effect. Like, so they could get hurt really bad in some of those events. That's true. It's definitely more uh, dangerous. Like when they're sports, when yeah. they're doing that fly through the air ski jump thing, right? And they're like, I don't even know how far they go, but you're like, God, if he doesn't land this thing, he's going to get messed up bad. And I like that. Well, you watched, <laughs> and I know you know we talked about. So when, when I, in the eighties, I did do. I was breaking on the streets with a piece of cardboard and vinyl with my friends. And I know you were skateboarding, so I'm interested in watching now that the breaking has been added. Are you? Will you tune in now for skateboarding? Yeah, I love skateboarding, so um, I love watching it more than doing it because you can get hurt real bad once again. So, but um, yeah, I'll, I will actually watch it if they put skateboarding. I don't think I've ever tried to break dance in my entire life. Oh, this sounds like a future episode. I think yeah, we could probably try it when we start uh, when we move to video. Yeah, when we go to video, I'll break dance a little bit. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I got to see that. I, I, oh, yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> let's, let's leave that alone for now. I don't know that I will make the same offer to skateboard. I, I mean, I would try. To, I've tried to skateboard. It's just I could never get it. I can, I can do basic stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Tony Hawk by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I have friends who are really good, but I just like to stand on it and skate around and pop off the ground a little bit. But I'm so fat now, I can't even get off the ground anymore. <laughs> Did you ever, in the 80s, use it as a means of transportation, like much like Marty McFly, just to get from point A to point B? Yeah, we used to ride them around town to go to the store to buy stuff. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was something to do. We'd, we'd put our headphones on, listen to music, and skate to the store. Did you ever do the Marty McFly where you're holding onto the back of a, of a car? Thankfully, I've never tried that because I don't know if the car would know I was there and they'd stop and hurt me. So, But once again, we can put that on the list of stuff when we get video. Yes. We can Marty McFly that thing. Yeah. We know we become like other uh, podcasts and shows where they say, hey, if we can get 10,000 likes, Ray's going to hop on a skateboard (laughs) and hold on to the back of of a bus. Yeah. And then I'll be – and the next episode is me looking for a new (laughs) co-host. Uh, I'm indestructible. Yes. Be fine. Yes, we, we could do a whole show on that alone. Mm-hmm. What else do you got? Uh, do you know who Manute Bowl is? I do. Uh, and Seven foot seven from the Sudan? I do. He's one of the few, you know, you know I know very well about sports. Player, but yeah. from, yes. His son just got drafted. His son's name is Bowl Bowl. Wait, now, when you say his name is Bowl Bowl, are you telling me his first name or <laughs> his, his full name? His first name is Bowl. Okay. And his last name is Bowl. B-O-L. B-O-L. Well, you know, it sounds funny, but, you know, in that cult, particular culture, that probably has some significance. 
I have no idea, but I just thought it was awesome that his dad named him Bull Bull. He's definitely doubling did, down on the family name. And I did enjoy watching Manute play in the 80s. So, so yeah, okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I'm, I'm sure you're bringing this up because he played in the 80s, but yep. again, I know so little, it could have been a different era. Yeah, he could actually, when he stood up and reached up, hit the top of his hand was at 10 foot 2 inches above the rim without jumping. Wow. So, and again... Uh, I'm not going to keep repeating that. I know it's, everyone just know, you'll learn. I don't know very much about sports. I mean, I, I know, I don't know very much about sports. That says it all. So, <laughs> but Manute Bull, so is that, a, is that an unusual thing? Because they all look like giants. Um, seven foot seven is ridiculously tall. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Is it unusual to break s- seven feet even? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's pretty gigantic. Oh, there's, there's probably some guys are seven one or seven two, but seven se- seven. Yeah, his okay. son's seven two. So, I mean, the average... You know, a, a center now, if you're a seven-foot center, that's gigantic. And that was Minute's position and also? He, yeah, and he's seven-foot-seven. Wow. And I'm pretty sure his hands were the, as big as a kitchen table. Sure. I mean, he was gigantic, but he didn't move real good or nothing. So, I mean, he was more of a shot blocker than anything, but it's a cool story. If anybody ever wants to read something cool, read about Minute Ball and his time at Cleveland State. And I didn't even know he was at Cleveland State. Wow, okay. He never played. That's oh. what's the, the story. The story is really cool, and it's too long to get into right now sure, with this we short podcast. Talk but, about it in the future at some point. But yeah, if we get to a sports episode, it's actually a, a great story because I will. I will say this: on his passport, it says he's five foot two. Okay, well, and when they asked him, he said that's because they measured me sitting down. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's what he said. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, we'll take so, him at his yeah. word. So uh, that's all. That's all I'm going to say about Manute Bull. So we can move on to the next. So maybe his son really isn't seven one. Maybe he's really fifteen feet tall. I was going to say if they measured him sitting down. Yes, who's to know? He could be gigantic. Now, when you're seven foot seven, I would imagine you don't have to actually be good at basketball. Like you said, he wasn't really great at moving around, but would, he probably wouldn't have to be with his reach and his height. Yeah, you just stand in front of somebody and you've totally right. ruined their day. Yeah. Did, was he a, was he considered a good player in his time? Yeah, he was. He was good. He, he's not a superstar, but he was good. So, and most people just remember him because of his sheer height. Yeah, and his cool name, Minute yes. Bowl. Yes. So. Um, you want to talk about the uh, the ego billboards? Well, yeah. You know what? You, you remind me that it's July 4th week. We're just a few days away from Stranger Things coming out, and I'm super excited about that because I loved season one and season two. I don't think season two was as strong as season one, but it was still chock full of 80s goodness. And I look forward to this one in particular because it's 1985. It's is the year it's set, and that's a great year for pop culture. Stranger Things is awesome, and they got some, some cool actors coming in on this one. Um, Wesley from The Princess Bride. That's right. He's coming in. I can never pronounce his last name, so I just call him Wesley. Yeah, I say Carrie Elways, but I don't know that I that's usually right. pronounce it Yules. That's definitely wrong. But I have no idea. I just, I looked at it one day and said, that's a lot of E's and W's, and I don't know how to if pronounce it. If his name this. was Bowl, Bowl, Bowl. If his name was, yeah, if his last or name Carrie, was Bowl, Carrie. it'd be so much easier. Yeah. But yeah, I follow him on Facebook, so if he actually hears this, I'm sorry for butchering your last name. But could you also on Facebook, Mr. Elways, type out your yeah. name phonetically so we can know how to say it. Yeah, that would be super helpful. Thank you. Yeah, so somebody get on that. Uh, yeah, see, not that we couldn't look it up. But so what is the, <laughs> what is the I know they're doing a lot of cross-promotion with a lot of companies. Yeah, not to be outdone by Coke, right. who jumped on that upside-down machine thing. So Ego decided to release a bunch of uh, 80s retro billboards, but they only put them up in cities 
named Hawkins. Was it Hawkins or Hawkins? I don't think there's a G. Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, I think it's Hawkins. Yeah, Hawkins. My bad. I wish we lived in a Hawkins now. That would have been... Well, now we got to go on a road trip. Just to see a billboard. Just to get a picture of the billboard. Hang on, I'm going to Google it. There's one. All right, in, there's save one you the trip. Arkansas. All right. Maine and other random states, but not here. So So Ego is actually doing some kind of cross-promotion in addition to, obviously, they're advertising something because Eleven loved the Ego waffles. Yep, her favorite food. They're doing a nice little cross-promotion thing. Hopefully, it works out for them because Egos are actually pretty good. Yes. I haven't let go of an Ego in quite some time. (laughs) Um, but I, I don't even think they, they, I haven't seen a Lego commercial, Lego. I haven't seen an Ego commercial in a long, probably the 1980s since, either. Yeah, I was but, say since the eighties. When you have a product that good, you don't have to advertise. But for you bringing this up, I don't know that I would have realized that Egos were even available still, but. Oh, I, I've eaten those recently. They're good. And do you actually toast them or do you just eat them frozen? Oh, no, no, I don't eat them frozen. Okay. I'm not an what, animal. What, not an what animal. kind of animal you think I am over here? I'm not eating frozen food. You're some kind of animal, but not, yeah, not that kind. Did you enjoy Stranger Things? Oh, I love, I love Stranger Things. <laughs> Want to say that again without, without something in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Let me try again here. Yes, I absolutely love Stranger Things. All the, all the 80s tie-ins. You know, it's a it's a great show, and season three I hope is just as good as the others. That's always the downside. You know, you hope the shows don't slide. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I loved Sean Astin in um, the second one. That was fantastic um, as Bob. Uh, Bob, yes, yeah, Bob. Bob was amazing. I mean, you know, I love him in pretty much everything, and um, so that was great. And I love how they tie they bring us these homages to the 80s in these different ways, including actors that we loved in the 80s. But I did some of the story points just drove me crazy. The characters, some of the things they did, it was just seemed like they wouldn't do that. Like Dustin raising a, an unusual looking creature. This has got to be a new form of lizard or frog. He was saying after they just battled some bizarre <laughs> creature from a different dimension, it just it was that that kind of stuff was mind boggling to me. But I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. 80s awesome no matter what. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of suspension of disbelief when you watch these shows. Well, yeah, I mean... Suspension of stupidity, I think, is... Yeah, you, gotta, you, you just got to let it go and just enjoy. Yes, and I will. Thank you. All right, I think we should just call that 80s news. Yeah. So we can move on. Okay, that was 80s news, and we don't have a sound for that. That's just the end of it. But there is there is one highlight from the 80s that you can't not have in your June podcast. Okay. Richard Pryor smoking cocaine <laughs> and setting himself on fire. See, the listeners don't know, and I just want to say, Ray brings this, <laughs> Ray, ever since Ray learned about this, and I don't know how he got through the 80s without knowing this story, but when he learned about it like a month ago, he brings it up every time we talk about I anything. Abs- this is the greatest story ever. I don't know how I didn't hear about this. So is this tied to our podcast because it happened in the 80s? Yes. Did it happen in June? In- yeah, it, it oh, happened okay. in June because I call this the June wrap-up. Okay. So I had to get this story in before the end of June. I see. Because if I miss my opportunity... I got a long time to wait till I can bring this back up. Okay. What he did was is he's smoking it, and he pours alcohol over himself and sets himself on fire. As one would do after smoking cocaine. But in my head, I envision it as Gene Wilder's also there. (laughs) You know, it's it's the team, you know? Okay, it's Silver Streak. It's Stir Crazy. It's it's, see no evil, hear no evil. Right. It's those guys. And for some reason, he thinks Gene's there. 
And it's a whole comedy routine. And I don't know how this gold was passed up on in the movies. Because, I mean, he did touch on it in his comedy routine right. with, with the match. Like that was live at the Sunset Strip, I think, was the uh, stand-up show that you're talking about. Yeah, he lights the match and says, Richard Pryor running, or right. whatever he says. But yeah. But I just can't imagine somebody like Richard Pryor sitting there smoking that and then setting himself on fire. And and I just I just think it would be awesome if in his head he was just hearing Gene Wilder like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. So when you say they, you think they missed like a movie opportunity here, you think they should have reenacted it in one of the films where he actually is yeah, on uh, fire at some point? Yeah, I think they missed a golden opportunity to put that in like a stir crazy, like do a re-edit. I see. Because nowadays movies always do that. They release the special edition direct versions and all I that see. so i think we 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 deserve it i'm not i'm not sure what you're asking for <laughs> them to edit in richard pryor setting himself on fire into a an existing richard pryor gene wilder movie yes that's exactly okay. what i'm asking i just wanted for. to know so when i start the online you know change.org i know what to write on a more upbeat note though yes june 18th 1983 sally ride becomes the first woman to go into space well, actually, the first American woman to go into space because two Russians did it before her. But she Russians, is, yeah. But no, she is the first American woman to go into space, and that is an important thing about June in the eighties. Sally Ride, I, I know this from talking to my wife too. Was for her as a as a as a girl in the eighties, as a young girl and teenager in the eighties, she was inspired by Sally Ride to want to become an astronaut. Um, and she, you know, she, if you remember, um, uh, Space Camp, mm-hmm. the uh, the movie, you know, she was loved Space Camp. She loved everything about NASA and the program. My my wife wanted to be a an astronaut. Now it was unfortunately the the Challenger disaster. Yeah, that um, ruined it for a lot of. Them. Yeah, then she's. You know, I wasn't going to bring that up. Oh, okay, because it yeah, didn't happen. Didn't down. happen in June. <laughs> <laughs> Reserve all your tangents for things that happened in June and in a year in the nineteen eighties. I was going to stick to the positive of the the first American in space, but yeah, okay, yeah back the, to that. The the woman on the Challenger who was a teacher, Christine McCall. Yeah, it's yeah. very tragic. Yeah. And that did ruin the dream of a lot of people yeah, who want to be regular old astronauts. Including in space. my wife. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's the, uh, Sally Ride's the original girl power right there. Super smart woman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just checking off boxes now. <laughs> hey, ladies, please hit like or subscribe. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's, a, that's an important piece of American history yes, right it, there. It, it is. I took the time to put it on a posty note. That's right. So that makes it See, important. You know it's important. But I also wrote this down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I am not a big fan of watching news all day. Okay. But June 1st, 1980 is when CNN oh, yep. lost, launched the first all-news network. Ted Turner killing it, so making it, tons of money on that one. So we have him to blame for that, I suppose. Well, part of that, though, is awesome because it made a lot of other people say, hey, if people watch news all day, what else, what else will they watch all day? Sports? Okay. Right. Unless, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get sports, and then the granddaddy of them all, yep. MTV, of comes course. out of that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess my issue with it now is you know, and and I don't remember. I remember watching CNN during the Iraq War, you know, and that was in the early nineties. Hmm. Because um, my parents, it, it's everybody had that on, you know. Unfortunately, what was happening, but nowadays it's just they have one story that is twenty four hours of one story, you know. So the, the only thing I remember about CNN is the the OJ Simpson chase. That's it. Oh, was that okay? I remember well, watching I mean, that. It was yeah. on every channel. Yeah, so but, quite, yeah. but they they did a great job of following that Bronco. <laughs> Kudos to the CNN Kudos helicopters. to you guys for that one time I watched your channel. So really, we're fans of your helicopter pilot. But I just thought that was interesting because I think it ties into something I do like, which is MTV. Yes. 
Yes. Thanks, and, thanks Ted. But you know what? And to, to our point, but we said we're not going to try to um, lean heavily on our, our, our overall thesis about how awesome 80s pop culture was. But CNN, I would argue, was more effective in the 80s in a sense because they probably had more diverse content. I think they, I don't know if they were 24 hours. I feel like they went off the air for certain blocks of time. I don't think so. I think they were 24 hours a day news. I, mean, I think eventually they got there. Oh, no. Yeah. I think they were right oh, okay. off the rip because that, the was, that was their thing. Like, boom, we're 24 hour news. And I was going to say, now. Now I would say, you know, I, I don't know, it's, it's sort of weaker because of they, they sort of just stretch a story for 24 hours. But same thing about MTV. We want our MTV, you know, I want, yeah, I would want our MTV now. I don't know that I'd watch it because I can't stand today's music very much. But again, th- in the 80s, it was awesome. Well, yeah, but now, you would get your show, Yo Raps, retro Yo version. MTV Raps. Yeah, you would get that and you could have. watch that and you would enjoy it again for mm. your one hour block. That's true. And I did watch it. You're right. I did watch it then. I even watched it. I think it was when I would come home from school, it would be on. Who was it? Ed Lover? And, yeah, and Dr. Dre. Dr. The Dr. original The original Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, yes. He had his doctorate before that other guy. That's right. Oh, Dr. Dre. That leads me to my birthdays for June. Not him. Oh. But his buddy Ice Cube was born in June. Now, that's the other Dr. Dre. Okay, so yes. if we were to make a chart, well, first of all, we'd make a wall like a crazy person. Right, with strings and Oh, tags. I guess he's not a crazy person. It's someone hunting a crazy person, yeah. We need the red yarn. Okay, so we'd have Ed Lover, red yarn. Doctor, yes. I just remember him dancing to that To song. the 45 King, yep. Then another picture of his Dr. Dre, red yarn, the mm-hmm. Dr. Dre that is of NWA fame. Correct. Red and yarn, Ice Cube. To Ice Cube, okay. who celebrates his birthday in June. And the other important birthday in June is Michael J. Fox, who if you don't know who he is, you have serious problems. We're glad you're here. Welcome, because you're going <laughs> to get an education. This you got to stick with the whole program, which is however many podcasts this show lasts. But you know, at some point, we'll spend a we could spend a podcast just talking about Michael G. Fox and his contributions to '80s pop culture. Single movies of his we could spend multiple, and probably will as we grow and out we of content. Probably, <laughs> well, no, we have we have a whole decades worth I of know. content. It's wonderful. So yeah, that's the birthdays. Ooh, here's this June fourth, nineteen eighty four. DNA is successfully cloned from an extinct animal. An extinct animal, okay. In 1984. Hmm. So I'm assuming that is the inspiration for Jurassic Park. I think that's right, yeah. So the 90s... Oh, everything they got to oh, the 80s. Don't drop the microphone because you might break it and it's, you know, it's on this, one. It's actually on this stand, so I can't that's really right. drop it. It's because I knew you would try to drop it one day. <laughs> but I think that's right because and I think, you know, it's so funny. Again, this is the diets part that we just know a little bit and the rest is how we feel about <laughs> yeah. our knowledge. So in Jurassic Park, you know, they have that mosquito in amber. Yep. And that's where they get the blood from. And I believe that's what you're talking about. I, I think, think that's, that's where they got yes. the, the story from. What's his name? Michael, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, yes. Elways. <laughs> Michael Elways. I can mispronou- mispronounce his name also if you'd like. It'd be just better if everyone's last name was Bull. Well, as far as 80s news and important things, let's see. What yeah, we're I not got? doing 80s news anymore. We're now no. on to... Well, yes, we're on just normal stuff. We're on to oh, June oh, wrap-up. Oh, wait a minute. Birthdays. 1985, Weird Al releases Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be yep. Stupid. Is that is that the one? That's where we got like a surgeon? I think that's uh, fat. That's fat. It's eat, eat it. it. Yep, yeah. That, right. I think that's where he's, his wheelhouse started to Mm -hmm. kick in and just he figured out the formula to make a great song so but i I love weird al yeah so i'm bringing it up just because i love weird al well and also yes and and not only the songs were clever but even more than that were how he shot for shot would recreate parody or (laughs) or original videos yeah yeah again mtv was a great source of these things back in the 80s now 
it's hard. You'd have to go to the internet, I suppose. But the internet, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. I was at the library in the Dewey Decimal <laughs> System finding all this information. <laughs> I was going to say for people that don't know, he means earlier today. We're not talking about in the eighties. Just to be clear, we're talking about four p.m. <laughs> Three hours ago. Do you know how mad a librarian gets when I'm like, where's that Dewey Decimal System? And they're like, it's in the back room. Well, can I have access? Because I got to look stuff up. Yeah. And they just shake their head and look at you like, what is this moron doing? This is going to be in that, can Ray survive living in the 80s for 24 <laughs> hours? You know what I realized about that, though, is we can't record the podcast that day. <laughs> Because the technology we're relying on is in part didn't exist in the 1980s the way it does. Ooh, this is a big one for the 80s. Tetris, 1984 yes. in June. In the Soviet Union, Tetris is released. Yes. Do you like Tetris? I, I do like Tetris. What, you don't like Tetris? I love Tetris. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I love Tetris. That's the correct answer. I do love Tetris. It's, and, a, it's the one thing the Russians gave us that was awesome. Yeah, and did you know... But not in a bad way. You'll, you'll probably know this, that for many years, because of, uh, you know, Russia is a communist country, what was a communist country at the time, the creator of Tetris didn't see a dime for it. Right. It wasn't until years later. And it's still very popular today. It's still one of the most popular games today. And they keep coming up with different ways of, you know, uh, reincarnating it. Yep. And that brings me to, there's another Russian tie-in to June. Uh, Reagan challenges Mikhail Gorbachev to, to tear Russell. down the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Berlin Wall. He says, take it down. What are you doing over there? We got Tetris now. Do you know how inconvenient this wall is? We can't We can't get our Tetris games hooked together with right. this wall in the way. So You've got to be smuggled out. It would have been more interesting if maybe if he arm wrestled him, but okay. But it, there's no way that anyone would challenge Reagan in an arm wrestling. The guy would just shoot you. You know, he's a cowboy. He was. I mean, he literally rode a horse. I mean, we're not. it's not a metaphor that he was a cowboy. No, he's he was, literally, he's, yeah. a, he's a cowboy. He had a ranch. <laughs> he, he had, had a, a horse. I'm sure he had a six-shooter and a holster. Yep. He didn't need the Secret Service. It may be how he got to the White House. It could be. Well, I think it was the monkey movies got him there. What do we got coming up on future podcasts? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you, you asked me. So over the next several weeks, we have uh, a lot of interesting guests coming in. Yep. Uh, including we have some folks coming in to talk about um, toys, some interested in collecting toys. 80s toys? Of course, 80s toys. <laughs> the best toys to collect. We're going to be talking vintage games with a vintage game collector and enthusiast. We're going to be talking to a young woman who just recently discovered Dungeons & Dragons and is uh, honing her craft as a dungeon master. Ooh. we got a number of professors we're going to be speaking with about some different subjects. Well, we'll be talking about punk rock, one of your favorite subjects. Oh, with that, a, that is one of my favorite topics. With a history professor, so... We also have a another professor that's going to talk uh, 80s politics, but we're going to tie that to 80s pop culture because we know 80s pop culture doesn't exist in spite of what was happening politically. It exists because of it. Yep. So we'll be talking with him and a former U.S. congressman at the same time. We're going to be speaking with some people from other countries. Gonna, other countries? Yeah, they are. I know. Most Americans don't know about those. Wow. But we'll be talking with a, a gentleman, an interesting gentleman who lives in the United Kingdom, whose roommates are actually puppets. Sweet. So he's also into everything, right? show and lives with puppets. We're going to be speaking with somebody who's been working in radio for decades uh, about 80s uh, radio versus today or how awesome radio was in the 80s, period. I'm, I'm sure he liked it better in the 80s, but I'm object, I'm objective. This is objective, yes. Uh, I'm objective. I, I, you keep telling me that? It almost sounded like that was an opinion, but then you said it was objective, so then I realized it wasn't an See, opinion. Yeah, now you're getting it. And we've got some other folks uh, that we're trying to line up schedule-wise, but we've got a lot of people, a lot of interesting people coming in with different angles about how the 80s was awesome. Now, you know what? I've got to ask you this, because uh -huh. I just realized this recently. What if we're wrong? 
What if someone comes in and they have a they, they have an alternate point of view and they argue it pretty successfully? Is that possible? Whatever happens right. will happen. Yeah, and you know what I think it makes our show more interesting? If we could possibly be wrong. I don't think that's a good thing. Well, no, think about it. Like when you go see a movie, you, you, you want the possibility that the hero might die or get hurt. Otherwise, it would be boring. That's like the Goonies not finding the treasure. Or you have to think that Chunk might be shot by one of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Fratellis. Fratellis. You got to think that that's they're just gonna you know assassin style lay him face down in that restaurant, or or sloth just beats the crap out of him in that room. Yeah, right, you have to be scared yeah. of sloth when you see him. Right, I mean you have to. You don't okay. know he's chained up. He looks different. So we might be wrong. Now I can tell you this that I'm pretty sure about: if we are proven wrong, we won't be shown that a, a decade after the '80s was better. Just had a horrible thought. Oh. The 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Have you been thinking we were talking about the 1880s this whole time? Oh, oh, that the 1880s no, might that be better. The 1880s might have been better. Wow. Maybe or maybe that could be a future show or a past show. <laughs> <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. We, what we could do is wrap up the show. I think we should wrap this one up. That was you know, and, and you know what we've done. Absolutely nothing. We have proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that this episode didn't prove anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's right. So, um, yeah, like, subscribe, flip your burger. Yep, flip your burger, shoot your fireworks off. Be careful, everybody. Shoot your, this should be something. Shoot your fireworks off, not your fingers. That's right. I want to see everybody with 10 fingers in the air. You know, and it, I, okay, I'm not going to do a public service announcement. I, mean, look, I, I Do if, it. If we listed out my gripes, you know, and my wife could tell you this, unfortunately, I've got a lot of like pet peeves, but one <laughs> of them is fireworks, just generally for lots of reasons. And mostly because where we live, they go off all times a year, <laughs> you know, different <laughs> hours of the night. And they're illegal to shoot off, right? They're only illegal if you get caught shooting them off. Okay, so that's what drives me crazy. They're sold everywhere you go. Correct. But they're illegal to use. I can't think of another product that is illegal to use, but is legal to buy. Hmm. And it's an, you know what? And this is the weirdest thing about it is it's an explosive. So why is that? Like, why is there a loophole for fireworks? My answer to you is one word: America. <laughs> All right. Well, and you know what? That's perfect for the Fourth of July. And on that note, I yes. think we should call it a day. Very good. Happy Fourth of July. We'll talk to you next time on the Idiots. See ya. See ya.